This week, we crush our enemies, see them driven before us, and hear the lamentations of the Conan the Barbarian. This is Body Counts and Beer. Hello and welcome to another edition of Body Counts and Beer. I'm Mark Rosendahl. I'm Patrick Bromley. And I'm the best thing in life, Jonathan Rooney Taylor. And this week, <laughs> uh, after our, our very long hiatus, we are back and we are discussing 1982's Conan the Barbarian. Ooh. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that is 90% of the soundtrack. Yeah. That's very true. There's a lot of oohs, a lot of ahs. That's at least 75% of the dialogue. That's true. Uh, the rest of it is just ADR Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, ow! Yeah. Oh! And a touch of strange narration. Correct. Yeah, and then, well, we'll get there where the movie ends, but then the movie ends with a crawl instead of having narration? Yeah. yeah. You've had a chronicler this whole time. Why couldn't you have him read, like, three sentences? So anyways, <laughs> Conan the Barbarian begins, like all movies do, with the Chronicler. You know that guy. Yeah. He writes things down on scrolls. Oh, of Riddick, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He had a Chronicler. He escaped from Butcher Bay, I want to say. Uh, in the video game, In the video yes. game, yeah. Yeah, yeah. In real life, he did not. He's still there. Oh, they're based Ooh. on actual events? Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, inspired by actual events. You know, gotcha. like Fargo. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Hollywood takes liberties. Hollywood, the land of liberties. <laughs> Get in uh, touch, Hollywood. I'll sell that to you. So, uh, Conan the Barbarian begins with a, uh, an omnipresent voice throughout the film. Uh, the voice of uh, um, uh, Japanese character actor uh, Mako. Mako? Yeah, something. He'd been around for a long time. He does yes, a lot of has. stuff. He voiced Master Splinter in the animated Ninja Turtles movie that came out in oh, 2003. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Uh, so he is the narrator of the film. He's known as the Wizard of the Mounds. Yeah, no, uh, he super needs to get to California so that he can play in that Mario 3 competition. True facts. Ooh, yeah, with a power glove. You know, uh, no, no, the no. best way to play a game. Lucas played with the power glove. The wizard didn't need no gimmicks to know where that warp whistle was. To be fair, if the wizard would have used the power glove, it would have made him more impressive. The power glove was virtually impossible to use as a controller. It was so good that you could take it off and use the installed D-pad. Yeah. Yeah. It was only good for playing pretend with your friends. Yeah, it was more of a RoboCop cosplay than it was like an actual NES accessory. Yeah, you just had to tuck the cord up under the glove. Ooh, yeah. faceball was good, though. It wasn't? Yeah, you got to catch that faceball. Oh, Throw it some faces? No, I you didn't. I think you did. <laughs> I guess so we're just finding out that you guys sucked at faceball and I was super good at it. Nah, my parents blew all their money on uh, one of those real ghost trapper things to go with my uh, electro pack. Uh, proton pack. Yeah. 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 That thing was cool. Although yeah, the, awesome. the door broke on mine, so it just had half a door to open. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. So it was just constantly spraying out ghost-catching radiation at all times. <laughs> well, all the, yeah, it was hard to keep the ghosts in. Beetlejuice yeah. kept escaping. <laughs> oh, crossover here. Yeah. Right? Uh, so yeah, I'm this... telling you, my imagination had no respect for IP laws. <laughs> oh, for sure. Me either. The G.I. Joe's often fought Predator. Correct. <laughs> uh, so yeah, the Chronicler basically tells us that in the, the 
fucking King Conan, and this is his story. And then we see uh, crazy, like, Norsemen smashing steel and making a sword. Smelting. Yeah. While the overture plays. Yeah. And we get a cool monologue about, oh no, the Conan's dad tells baby Conan about the giants and the gods and the riddle of the steel. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. their god, Krom of the Earth. It's a perfectly cromulent god. Yeah. Very cromulent. He uh, he uh, was betrayed by the giants? And then so the giants, they see, so Krom seems to live under the crust of the earth, and I guess the giants stole steel, and then Krom got real mad and smoked them, but then forgot to, like, get the steel back. Yeah, but there's some sort of interaction with the sky fire god does something in that story, but I don't remember what. In the end, it just turns I don't out know, that... that was nine hours ago, dude. Yeah, that to was... Who cares? He asked to remember nah, all these details. There's definitely giants, a big earth god, some fire god, some sky god. To be fair, the gist of Conan's dad's speech is, don't trust people, don't trust animals, only trust steel. Yeah. Everyone else is a bastard. True fact. Yes. You can only trust steel. John Henry Irons, the replacement Superman after the death of Superman. See, I take issue with him being called the replacement Superman. He never claimed to be Superman like the other three Supermen. Yeah, that's true. But he was still part of the reign of Superman stories. So he sure. kind of just for category gets lumped in there. Yeah, with, right. uh, he was yeah. just with the a Eradicator man. and uh, Superboy. Superboy. And Cyborg Superman. It's just a yeah. man who happened to be super. It's not the same thing. That's true. And he earned his superpowers by building a suit. Yeah. Like Iron Man. Ah, nice. But with a hammer like Thor. Ooh. And a cape like Superman. Actually, still fucking rules. Uh, the original Steel, yeah, was real He's cool as hell. Up until they made that movie starring Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah, that wasn't really Steele's fault, though. <laughs> wasn't it, though, John? <laughs> if he wasn't so popular, they wouldn't have made him. That's movie. true. They opened up a splash page that Rob Liefeld had drawn of Steele, and they were just like, hey, Steele, who do you want to play you in the movie? Shaq or Bust? Well, you heard the man. Well, I mean, who are you going to get to play him? Kobe? That's true. He hadn't had a career yet. Exactly. <laughs> And it was basketball players only, please. I mean, let's face it. That's always. true. I mean, we're talking about the late 90s, a time when even Dennis Rodman was the star of multiple films. True facts. You know in the Bernstein universe, uh, fucking Sinbad played Steel? No, he played Kazam. Yeah, he also played Steel. Oh, yes, that's true. I thought in the Bernstein universe, everyone was bears. Uh, no, but hamburgers eat people. Oh, shit. <laughs> this is terrifying. <laughs> I can't deal with this. I don't think this is how the I don't think this is how the Mandela effect works at all. <laughs> no. I, I seem you, to recall people being eaten by hamburgers in my childhood. I think I think you're working by the Mancala effect. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? It's the Manchurian candidate. That's, That's what, I'm what it doing. is. Well, yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, I gotta go. There's too many vases with specific flowers in this apartment. <laughs> it's activating me to kill. <laughs> So, uh, as if on cue after Conan's dad tells him the world is full of bastards, a bunch of bastards show up and bastard up their town. A lot of them have uh, hockey hair. True. Yeah, they've all got, like, helmet hair. uh, And they are led uh, in their massacre by Thulsa Doom, our villain for the film, played by uh, noted actor James Earl Jones. Yeah. Kind of slumming it. I, oh, yeah, this would have been post-Star Wars. Yeah. So, yeah, he would have at least been well-known. I mean, and he was also a really well-known theater actor back when people cared about right. those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back he when you could cross that. over. Yeah. 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 Uh, and so he is the bad guy in the movie. 
and uh, yeah, he uh, it basically comes down to they murder the entire town. Conan's dad tries to hold him off, but he can't. He's eaten by do- dogs. Yeah, <laughs> he takes an axe in the back and then gets eaten by dogs. Hi, spoiler alert for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, you guys. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, if you know, for that part where Conan's dad gets eaten by dogs. Guys! And then Brad Pitt and Leo DiCaprio just go, You see Conan's dad get eaten by dogs? <laughs> Spoilers! <laughs> oh, well, I better go rewrite some more history. <laughs> Let's see if I can find any other uh, people of color from the 60s who are secretly assholes. Ooh. It's just, it's. I think he's taking the DuckTales theme song way too seriously. Rewrite history. Soon he'll go solve a mystery. Right. Mm. Look behind you. There's a <laughs> skeleton out to get you. I don't remember any other words. Oh, yeah. Life is okay. like a hurricane here in Duckburg. Gotcha. Race cars, Please. lasers, <laughs> aeroplanes. It's a whoa, whoa, duck whoa, whoa, whoa. blur. I do not recall them being race car drivers. Mm. They're, but they're no, they're not race car drivers. There's just race. They cars just have race cars there. in Duckburg. Yeah, because gotcha. it's a duck blur. blur. That's okay. Yeah. This tracks. Yeah, gotcha. Might solve a mystery or rewrite history. Ducktales. A woo uh, and so forth. A woo uh, So, anyways, uh, Conan, uh, his mother is killed. Uh, by Thulsa Doom after he gives her his weird enchanting gaze. Yeah, it's the first of this movie's really long stretches of people staring at things. But here's the thing. Uh, James Earl Jones, unlike all the other actors in these movies, still attempts to communicate emotions and uh, like acting choices through his stares. Well, John, he's also the only actor in the movie. No, no, no. I refuse to believe this. There's uh, Max von Sydow later on. Oh, you're right. He's one of two actors. Max von Sydow. It was Max von Sydow. Was yeah, and uh, and incidentally, Arnold Schwarzenegger called his performance in this movie amazing. Max von Sydow called it out specifically as being like one of the great performances ever. He has about eight lines. Max von Sydow has more lines than anybody in the film, and he's in it for one scene. Correct. (laughs) He talks slightly more in The Force Awakens than he does in this movie. Yeah, just yeah. barely. Just barely. Mm. Uh, so uh, baby Conan uh, is taken by Thulsa Doom to a big old wheel in the desert. Yep. Where and he then is... Nanny is there and says, now you play nice with all the other Muppet Babies. Muppet Babies crossover, guys. Is this a rich vein of comedy? Nope. nope. <laughs> Moving on. No, it isn't. Tell no. us about this wheel, Mark. So uh, Conan, baby Conan is chained to the wheel with a bunch of other children and forced to push a giant like sort of like like ship steering wheel yeah yeah it looks like a like a mill yeah right. yeah but it doesn't but instead of wind power it's child power it appears that they're like grooming them for gladiator combat or something no because they don't wash their hair once yeah Man. there's not a lot of not grooming not going grooming. on i think this is like they're supposed to be grinding things or whatever or, or it's whatever. just a punishment yeah. but all we know is that over the course of 20 minutes of movie time yeah. and like 30 years of uh, people time uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, appears from baby Conan to be big time Conan yeah. and he is now the <laughs> only one left and he's pushing this wheel by himself as and if to say big time I'm on my way I'm making big it big time oh yes uh, yeah, because he's big time. Exactly. Yeah. No, um, we got it. Yeah, so he, he pushes the wheel. Th- then a guy shows up and he's like, this guy's too good at pushing wheels. 
I need him upgrade him to killing folk. <laughs> yeah. So he is taken to uh, basically cockfighting for people and dumped into a pit. <laughs> and they're just like, uh, good luck. Where a man with sharpened teeth just begins biting into his neck. Yeah. And it's at this point in the movie that I realize geography has folded in on itself and space cool. is meaningless. Oh, buddy. Because it seems to, at this point, take place in some kind of like a Nordic village. It is very uh, like Scandinavian influenced but then the dude what frees him from the big wheel is the most Scottish motherfucker you're ever gonna see yeah just a big red beard and a shock of big fucking red hair yeah I mean I mean he he looks kind of like Tormund from Game of Thrones who is like Scandinavian like he's Finnish or Norwegian or something like that oh he's finished now that the show's over (laughs) (laughs) best ending ever you guys right all right. yeah, History will bear me out on this. It's fine. Yeah. Hey, they're coming around on the Star Wars prequels. I'm getting in early on this one. I'm on board. Nice. Are they coming around on those? Eventually. They just signed a... Uh, the, uh, Benny Alvin and Weiss just signed a huge deal with Netflix. Yeah. Actually. Um, so we'll see. Uh, oh, the cops are coming to get them. Oh, no. Benny Alvin and Weiss, you're wanted for g- fucking writing crimes. Mm. Ah, you did a show that didn't end very well. Meh. I thought it was fine. Sure, you would. Which like, show? Yeah. Game of Thrones. Oh, okay. Yeah. So anyways, uh, Conan has now uh, been turned into a gladiator. Yeah. And he, there's a huge, long montage of him just slaughtering dudes in this pit with all sorts of crazy weapons. Yeah. Little, like, hand axe, like, side things. Uh, a full-on g- spiked gauntlet. Yeah, like a Wolverine spiked gauntlet. gauntlet. Uh, swords, axes, the uh, hammers, like, the whole deal. While the, while the chronicler tells us that... Conan's uh, 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 rise through the ranks of Gladiator uh, was was you know made him feel you know glorious and and good about himself. Yeah, yeah it was the first time he felt love. Yeah, yeah, he finally learned the 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 power of self esteem. Cause that's the power of love. Beep, 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 I just beep, I'm beep. so starved for a good soundtrack because this movie absolutely did not have one. <laughs> every every piece of music in Conan the Barbarian sounds like a Mannheim steamroller <laughs> demo. Yeah. <laughs> Before they add all the cool synthesizers. It's a lot yeah. of like knockoff O Fortuna from uh, yeah. You know. yeah yeah yeah. So uh, Conan eventually, uh, because of his status as a gladiator, he's also just you know being how gladiators like, get them status. Well, he's also like he gets to live in a cage, but it's a very nice, well-appointed cage. It's a top-quality cage, uh, and he's just having like women like thrown in the cage with him. Yeah, it's it's at this point that they they transfer him to the fucking Asian yeah. step. They take him to the east where he trains with the war masters and they Which teach him how Mon- to use a katana. Yeah, the Mongolians teach him how to use a katana. Yeah, it doesn't make any fucking sense. Also, the dude's been pushing a wheel his whole life, but he's got all these combat skills from all that wheel pushing. Yeah. Yeah, well, look, Daniel Russo didn't, like, have any karate things, but after waxing on and waxing off, what do you know? Those things translate perfectly to karate. And the movie told us why that was applicable. Because <laughs> he was the best around. around. Yeah. True. You are starved for a soundtrack. I just need a good one, you guys. <laughs> I mean, it was, like, a lot of heavy panting and chanting. 
Because here's the thing, the last movie I saw before this, you can probably tell, was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which has a goddamn banger of a soundtrack. That is true. That is true. So to go from that to this is just like a gut punch. Mm. To be fair, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood's soundtrack is half awesome songs and half vroom, vroom (laughs) engine noises. The engine noises in that movie are mixed Above everything else. <laughs> but they play an important part in the plot they later. They don't. So the movie needs to seed in the fact that cars make noise. <laughs> <laughs> or else when it's plot important, you're not going to know why it's making noise. Oh, man. So Everything is incredibly thought through except for the portrayal of Bruce Lee. <laughs> <laughs> Was that the only thing they shorted out on? Oh. <laughs> uh. Uh, so there's feelings. There's yeah. feelings. <laughs> if you want to be charitable, and I forgive you if you don't, you can just say, technically, that's not Bruce Lee. That's somebody remembering Bruce Lee, so they could be remembering him in a poor light. Or you can just say, Quentin Tarantino super wanted to show that his fictional character was way more badass than Bruce Lee ever was. Which is probably more accurate. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the second one. <laughs> Since uh, Quentin is. Tarantino being a huge douchebag is an established <laughs> fact. It is very difficult to like his movies, yet somehow I do. That just shows what a cool character I am. Because you know what? Some of his movies, real good. Hell yeah. Here's the thing, though. Uh, if, if you've not seen a Tarantino movie and you just want some advice, just watch Inglorious Bastards and tap out. Yeah. You're fine. Yeah. You'd be good. Not a bad one. You know, it's got all of his trademarks, all of his hallmarks, uh, the least amount of grossness. The least amount of bare feet, too. Correct. And the most amount fucking killing Nazis. That's true. Mm. So uh, Nobody ever feels bad about that. <laughs> nor should they. <laughs> no. So, uh, so Conan, uh, yeah, he, uh, he is given the gift of knowing a woman by the, the war masters of the East. Yeah. Uh, it's a real weird scene because yeah. they bring her to his cage. They strip her naked. He, he welcomes her into his cage with a lot of warmth and, and with a coat and wraps her, wraps her in one of his, his hides, his hides. and then walks her very gently over to his pile of hides. <laughs> Lays her down, immediately takes off the hide, and then gets, like, the grin of a man what's never seen boobs before. Well, and he then seems... So she's out of frame, and he crouches down and puts his hands on his hips, just like, well, what am I gonna do with you? (laughs) It's true. It's very clearly, it's Conan's first sexual experience. (laughs) And then we move to the faces of the guys looking in the cage, and they're all like, what's he gonna do with her? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, he's also gonna perform for an audience, which is... Real bad. Yeah. Uh, it's gross. Look, nobody's happy. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I bet Oliver Stone was happy. And John Correct. Milius. Oh yeah, fun fact. This was written by Oliver Stone, directed by John Milius. Yeah. I don't know if we mentioned that. Oliver Stone shouldn't be allowed to be happy. Correct. We should have laws against that. Yeah. I he, The best like fate for Oliver Stone at this point is for him to accidentally get on the wrong side of a dictator that he made friends with <laughs> and get sent to a fucking gulag. <laughs> that Oliver Stone gets chained to a chair and has to watch that Andy Warhol movie that's just the Empire State Building for 12 hours but I hope (laughs) Oliver Stone has to watch it for like 40 years and then he'll know how I felt watching Alexander (laughs) well which version of Alexander 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 Revisited Alexander the Ultimate Ultimate Cut oh buddy you can't make that movie good (laughs) but he tried tried so many times so hard your raw footage was shit from the start (laughs) 
boy. Well, maybe next time don't cast a bunch of actors who are supposed to span like four generations of people, but they're all within four, eight years of each other. Right. Well, and also, like, don't say, hey, Val Kilmer, just pay attention to what Colin Farrell is doing. Just copy him. Cool. <laughs> so, uh, Conan <sighs> now... Um, the last thing we see before is Conan in like this room and like the war master's like, we won another battle. That was great. What's best in life? And then like the guy's like, the wind in your hair, man. And like just being cool. And he's like, fucking no, hippie. wrong. Fucking Conan. stupid hippie. What is best in life? And this is the ultimate like Arnold Schwarzenegger, like Conan quote. Cause it's literally the first lines of dialogue he has in the movie that are not ow and they are it's what is best in life and it is to crush your enemies to see them driven before you and to hear the lamentation of the women and it's correct yep at this point the Scottish guy takes pity or something and just breaks his chain and tells him to run away he gets worried about how powerful Conan is getting and decides like "Mm, you should probably get rid of this dude you you might want to go but instead of doing like Murder, like how you normally do. He's just like, I will let the step kill him. Yeah, he's like, get out of here, go. I don't love you anymore. (laughs) Throwing rocks at him and shit. Yeah. Like, he doesn't even fully unchain him. He just detaches his chains from the wall. And just leaves the chain on his leg. Yeah. Yeah. So he, the next thing you see is Conan just running across the desert being chased by dogs. Yeah. Just wild dogs. And he climbs up on top of like a big old stone thingy. Uh, and then falls into a hole. He's very clumsy in this movie, yeah, by the he way. Is. Well, he's mm. huge. Uh, and in the hole, he uh, he comes across what I think we're supposed to believe is the corpse of Krom. Well, because he finds a sword that's been encased in some kind of a clay ceramic. I think it's supposed to be rust, but, but yeah. he like yeah, breaks so, yeah. that off and he looks at the skeleton that's in there and he just says Krom because he doesn't understand. Metaphors, sure. Religion, yeah. He he believes that he has actually met the corpse of his god, his earth god. We know he's well learned. The war masters gave him the they gave they gave him the song of philosophy. Yeah, Yeah. and they also gave him uh, access access to to writing and reading. reading. Access to (laughs) if you want some writing and reading, it's right over there. Yeah, no. Uh, Just follow the signs. Just read where the signs go. But I don't know how to read. (laughs) So the next day, Conan climbs out of the pit with his sword. Dog's gone. Just wanders around the desert. And who does he come across but a little hut with a sex witch up inside it? Yeah, sex witch. She says, you want to warm yourself by the fire? It's uh, 5, 10, 20. Yeah, and he's like, okay, no problem. He goes in. He's like, I don't understand society, so okay. Plus, my father told me all people are bastards. (laughs) Right. So he goes in, and she like basically immediately like recognizes him as the f- a future king and conqueror. And yeah. She's like, "You're gonna do all these crazy things." He's like, "Well, how do I find the snakes and the Thalsa Doom?" She's like, "Well, there's a there's a price to be paid." Cut to fucking, fucking. Yep. yeah, fucking for prophecy. Uh, and he's 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 giving her to business, and she is like. Moaning directions on where to get yeah, to Thulsa Doom. Given the prophecy. Uh, then she turns into a werecat, I think. Yeah, her correct. teeth get all sharpened and her hair gets like a white streak and she tries to eat him. Hey, women, am I right, you fellas? Know what I'm saying? Oh, you know what I'm saying? They yeah. always be shopping. <laughs> Uh, and then he responds, I th- oh, I'm sure God. how literally anybody would, by throwing her body into a fire. Yeah. Correct. Well, witches, you burn them. That's true. And yep. to be fair, he throws her like 
pass through a fire? fire. Yeah, yeah, she's got like one of them center fires where yeah. you can sit all around it. Those then she hisses. Fire. Then she hisses, explodes all the stuff in her house, turns into a fighter ball, and flies away. Yeah, she turns into specifically like the Ghostbusters one like sky effect, yeah. and oh, all yeah, the yeah. like evil spirits are going to that building. Yeah, when that song that's going, I was going breathe. Yeah. yeah. Breathe. That one that is the hands down fucking creepiest song ever to be used in a movie, and yeah. nobody is talking about it. We all get wrapped up in the ghost BJ. Y'all <laughs> forgot about Breathe. <laughs> it is super weird. It's <laughs> way creepier and has a much more scantily clad Sigourney Weaver. That's true. Uh, so uh, the uh, witch ball flies away out into the night. Conan just decides to squat in her place over the <laughs> She left. So uh, this steals is... a bunch of her furs and yeah. then takes off. Well, he goes outside and he meets a prisoner that she had. Immediately. Immediately. Yeah. Yeah, this, uh, game, or, or this, this movie is structured like a Skyrim Let's Play. <laughs> right. It is just wandering from side quest to side quest, <laughs> hoping to find something to grab onto. Yeah. So if you want to have some fun, folks, download this podcast and then just make a little picture of us and put it in the bottom corner of Conan while you watch it. And it's like you're streaming us playing it on Twitch. <laughs> Guys, we ought to make them Twitch dollars. Mm. Quick, get real good at Fortnite or Overwatch. Oh, nah, Overwatch, Overwatch is over, Fort, man. Fortnite. Yeah, Fortnite's Ooh, got it. Fortwatch. What about Rocket League? Don't people play that still? No. Get the fuck out of here, Rocket know. League. What is this, 2015 with your Rocket League? Look, I stopped playing competitive video games like with Madden 2008, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever successfully competed in a video game before. No, I definitely played uh, League of Legends when it came out. My God, was it an infuriating game. I have no idea how it became so popular. Because you got to pay for them premium heroes. Oh, that's fair. I never gave League of Legends any money. Yep, you always played with the free heroes, so of course you're never going to get good because it's a rotating cast. True. Also, you're never going to sink the time in to build up them skills. Oh, man. What a frustrating community of I players. I don't know. What, did you not jungle properly? Were you bad at keeping your lanes? No, I was on lane. It was some fucker was always jungling, and his lane always got overrun, <laughs> and then we were always fucked. And you have to wait half an hour in order to forfeit the game even though fuck Mook Warwick, who wants to be in the jungle, has already blown your chance five minutes in. Fuck League of Legends. And how the fuck does anybody play that game? Because you know what you needed? You needed someone who was a good carry. No! <laughs> I needed somebody who could play in the fifth spot. Uh, uh. All right, well, now that we've recovered from our strokes, I think we can go on with the rest of this podcast about... Conan the Barbarian. So then Conan comes out and delivers one of his awesome killer monologues, makes pretend like he's dancing, but he's attached to strings, and then he cuts the strings. Then, like, a picture of a celebrity comes down, but the lips are cut out and they say funny things. Nice. Back to you, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, the, Conan comes out of the, the sex witch's house and in the little alley, stone alleyway next to her house, apparently the whole time, yeah. is a prisoner. Uh, was it Sobatai? Was it something name? like that? Uh, and he uh, he's a thief and an archer. We know that because he says, "I am Sobatai, thief and archer." Damn. Back when thief was a profession that you could have on your business card. Yeah. 
Yeah. And uh, this guy, he's played by, just to further prove my point that there are few actors in this movie, uh, you know, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger at the time, mostly a bodybuilder. Uh, mm-hmm. This guy, his name is, uh, I think, Jerry Lopez or Gary Lopez. It's spelled G-E-R-R-Y, so I don't know which one it is. Yeah. Uh, but he's also known as Mr. Pipeline, and he's a professional surfer. Nice! Yeah. His I was also- say, with Mr. Pipeline, a professional Ooh, that yeah. could have gone I was else. also so terrified. <laughs> yeah, he's a professional cocaine cartel leader. <laughs> right. Uh, no, he was like a, a professional, like one of the first big professional surfers. Nice. Um, all of his lines were dubbed over, though, for the film. Because <laughs> he was not an actor. Yeah, fair, fair. Uh, but he basically is like, give, and he's just like, give me food. The wolves are going to eat me. Don't let me die on an empty belly. And then he yeah. says something funny, and Conan's like, I like your jib <laughs> and the way it is cut. Let's eat food. Yeah. yeah, Conan seems to make friends with stories. Startling ease and regularity well, in this, this movie. Well, this is an RPG, and he's not making friends. He's collecting party members. And remember, right. up until this point, his father said all people are bastards, and all people have been bastards. So far. But this guy's like, I just want you to just be friends. And he's like, wait, you're not a bastard? Look, <laughs> you're was, friends now. I was born stupid, but I will not die hungry. <laughs> Give so then, me your goddamn chicken. Yeah, so thus begins a montage of Conan and Sobatai uh, walking from town to town, eating meat off sticks, chicken. <laughs> eating meat off sticks, and just trying to find the uh, this particular standard for Thalsa Doom, which is uh, two snakes facing each other. Yeah. The thing uh, is that Conan does a terrible job of describing it. He's just. They're two snakes, but they're one snake, but they're fighting each other under a black sun and a black moon. And everybody's like, what? hey man, quit taking all that LSD. Right. <laughs> like, oh, you mean it's just a snake what looks like a this? Like, yeah. yeah. D- draw. draw. Draw what you nope. think you're nope. telling me. No, right no, no. He didn't learn that from the wheel. <laughs> nope. The wheel was a cruel teacher. Yeah. So he, uh, like, eventually... Do you want something pushed? Because I can do that. <laughs> eventually they get to one town and like they ask this guy and he's like, look... I don't know anything, okay? Well, he says specifically, like, no, we don't have anything like that. We have this other snake cult. Yeah. So he's like, look, look, I don't know anything about that, except oh, there's this building with snakes on it. They just started popping up a couple years ago. They're all over the world now. They're just, we thought it was just another snake cult. You know. But these people show up in the middle of the night and kill people. Uh, now they're everywhere. And, like, they take women and they kill people in the night and they're a cult and everything. But I don't know anything. Can I interest you in getting high? And they're like, fuck yeah. <laughs> so so they, they, some, yeah, they stumble out. They offer him some black lotus. Yeah, whatever that's going to be. Uh, they stumble out and start wandering around the town, again, eating more meat off sticks. Yeah. Until I... Conan, <laughs> until the greatest movie moment in movie history, Conan bumps into a camel. The camel goes, and Conan goes, fuck you, and fucking punches the camel straight in the, the face. Yep. And knocks it the fuck out, too. Like Mondo in, <laughs> in uh, Blazing Saddles yeah. just punches a fucking ungulate right in his goddamn face. He's yeah. like, that's what you get for only having one hump. Boom. And like, this is the thing, is the movie is very plotless and meandering, but like a thousand monkeys and a thousand typewriters, occasionally it gets to a point where Arnold Schwarzenegger punches a camel. And yeah. it's so good. It's gorgeous. <laughs> 
Like, there is an unbridled lunacy that happens at points in this movie that is just downright respectable. Right? Oh, for sure. It's it's very clear to me that, like, there's the stuff that Oliver Stone wrote, which are, like, the big, like, meandering monologues and, like, the long passages where nothing is happening and the very philosophical stuff. And then there's the stuff that John Milius, like added into the script on his own and was just like, but what if he gets high and fucking punches a camel? <laughs> uh, Thanks, John Milius. That feels like more of like an alley-oop team effort where Oliver Stone was like, and then they get high, and John Milius was like, and then he punches a camel! Whatever. Thanks, John Milius. It was a good yes-and moment. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, Conan and his, his buddy eventually uh, make their way to the temple, and they're going to like break into it and steal, uh, supposedly there's a, a gem called the Eye of the Serpent in there. That is built up to be incredibly important and is then brought up later in the movie as if it's incredibly important and then has no bearing whatsoever. Oh, no, not at all. No, no, no. So they, they, they start to break in and then that's when they are, uh, they are met by Valeria, uh, uh, who's played by uh, a woman named Sandal uh, Bergdahl. Oh, what's her name? Hold on a second. Sandal Bergdahl or something like that? Mm. I can't remember. I am very bad at names. But she's going to be there to thief that very same jewel, and she's got rope. Ooh, and here's the thing. First off, I think we can all agree that escort missions suck. Terrible. But AI-driven co-op missions where your buddy has unlimited ammo. And rope. Ooh, you just let that sucker tank all the hits while you go looting. Sandal right. Bergman is her name. Nice. Um, oh, of the, of the East Coast Bergdens. <clears throat> yes, yes, yes. Of the Candace Bergdens. Mm, no. That's no. Bergman. That can't be right. Yes. Yeah, no, it, it is. is. Sandal Candace Bergman. Bergman. And she knows she's, she's not a Bergman. Bergen. Bergen. Yeah, this is Bergman. This is Bergman. Oh, Harvey yeah. Bergman. Yeah. Attorney yeah. at Law. Yes, there Got you it. go. Okay, we're, uh, we're there. And again, hammering home that there are no actors in this movie. <laughs> yeah. She was not an actor. She was actually a dancer who had just recently worked with Bob Fosse on all that jazz. And he was like, hey, John Milius, I got someone for you. This Ooh. girl's in the picture now. Well, that's why she moves so well, yeah. unlike everyone else in this film. That's Correct. true. Uh, so they... they they're like, she's like, well, if you do know what's in there, and he's like, no, it's like, then you go first. So and then he, she proceeds to, to go, go first. first. Yeah. He then climbs, Conan climbs up the side of a castle with his bare fucking hands. Damn right. They go in there, and what's going on is like this, like, weird. Fucking hippie cult bullshit. Yeah. yeah. It's all the Kali Ma stuff without all the cool Kali Ma parts or anybody saying Kali Ma. It's just a bunch of shit birds in robes with candles. Correct. Yeah. Occasionally nudity happens and it's very uncomfortable. Yeah, but the context. The context yeah. keeps getting me on the boobs in this movie. Right? Where you get the surprise one star for surprise boobs. Absolutely. But then you minus one star because those are very uncomfortable yeah, boob positions. Yeah, weird. Yep. Don't uh, do so, that to me. I was trying to enjoy <laughs> boobs over here. <laughs> so uh, Valeria, her plan is to... Uh, to be a that, city of a thousand planets. Her plan right. is to knock out one of the robe-wearing ladies and like disguise herself and sort of infiltrate. Classic. Meanwhile, Conan and his buddy just drop down into a pit and start stealing shit. Ooh, yeah. Conan kicks a rat. 
Yeah, yeah, he does. <laughs> they land in a pit, and the first thing he does is just like boot a rat across the room. Yeah. P.S. If you care about any kind of animals in any way, <laughs> this movie's not for do you. Do not watch Woo. this movie. Yeah, you may have noticed this movie was filmed in Spain. <laughs> That's true. Where I am sure that the animal cruelty laws were wildly different. Well, especially, especially since it was like what six, seven years post Franco. Oh like, yeah. They're not even a modern country yet. They had just gotten out of their fascism. Right. So uh, Conan uh, reaches up and he he steals the eye of the serpent while an actual serpent, a giant snake, which looks the way it's colored like a big garter snake. Yeah. Like yeah. a garter snake, but like, I don't know, crossbred with an anaconda? Yeah, it's a yeah. big ass snake. I don't know if that's snake. how snakes work, but... Yeah, I guess. I don't know. All I know is that they start to leave, but then the snake comes up. Behind Conan. And you're like, oh shit, sweet like Ray Harryhausen snake fight. Not really. Nah. Conan just stabs it through its mouth and then wrestles with it for a real long time. Yeah, and then he shoves it into a wall so that the other Samukai can shoot a bunch of arrows into its yeah. head. Yeah, and then he uh, pulls out his big sword and just lops its head off. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, the music that plays this whole time is very like frivolous like dinner time music. It's yeah. just kind of like, yeah. la 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 la. Stab, snake, arrows, cut its head off. Which is a marked improvement from the like weird, uh, like operatic Christmas music that had been dominating the soundtrack oh. up until yeah. this point. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Valeria infiltrates and uh, stabs somebody. The priest guy? Because the whole thing that they're doing in that is like, we're going to do a human sacrifice with boobs, and they shove boob lady in, but she just splats on the ground and hurts her butt real bad because the snake's dead. Right. And then they all go, oh no! And then she stabs the priest guy and then uses the weight of him on her pulley system to to make like a Batman grappling hook. Right, and flies up in the air. Well, Conan... And his buddy are just climbing the rope like gym class to get right. out of there. Yep. Uh, and one of the guys, the head uh, sort of like leader of this portion of the cult, is one of the guys who was present at the death of Conan's village when he was a little kid. Right. His name is Rexor. Uh, and he's like, kill them! Oh, they're... They're gone now. Gone. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, we should have put doors in this tower. Yeah. So, so then they, they fuck off, and then there's another montage of them just going through towns. Yeah, well, they're just things. blowing all their money. They're eating chickens and drinking booze yeah, and throwing, fucking. Yeah, throwing their money around. Uh, uh, Conan makes the Eye of the Serpent into a cool necklace. Yeah, for uh, Valeria. Yeah, and cool. then she tries to steal it from him because she thinks he's drunk. Finally gets some good, classic, consensual boobs. Right, Conan... Uh Conan they do takes a real like Valeria. Game of Thrones thing where like uh, you can tell that important exposition is being delivered during the sex scenes to like catch the characters up with what has happened with the plot so far. But yeah. we don't hear any of it. Correct. We just hear music. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they they have a big long scene of like making. Making the fuck, and then when it's over, uh, they're just Please, like, "It's making whoopee." Oh, yeah. no, you're right. And then when it's all over, they're drunk and eating soup, and they get arrested. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and where they're taken before Max von Sydow's King Osric. King Osric. Uh, and he tells them that, uh, "Hey, my daughter, she's at that age where she's got a lot of crazy ideas. She joined that snake cult." And, like, I don't want her to be in a snake cult, so I'm going to give you fistfuls of rupees right now, 
And then the promise of more if you give my daughter back. Whole, he's literally throwing yeah. ruby handfuls yeah. of rubies in their face. Take it, take it all. He's got goblets of rubies. Yeah, his whole thing is just like you know. Now that you reach a certain age, and that you know, battle, you know, power and battle doesn't matter, and, and power as a king doesn't matter. The only thing that matters is the love of your child. And she believes in this god now, and I don't want her to. I want her to believe in me. Yeah, you don't kill that god and bring my daughter back. And they're like, so they accept, sure, yeah, they accept the mission, and then they go back. Uh, Conan and Valerian Steel go back to their hut, and she's just like, "We need to, we need to grab the world by the throat and tell it what we want out of life." And he's like, "I couldn't agree more." Anyway, you fall asleep so I can sneak out. Yeah, she's just like, "Let's fuck off out of here with all these rubies yeah. and do whatever we want." And he's like, "Okay." No problem. And then he fucks off in the middle of the night to go do his Conan hero thing. Because yeah. I guess that's easier than saying, hey, super skilled thief and warrior, I'm going to have to say no to that idea. I want to take this mission because remember when I was telling you about my village being burnt down? Mr. Fucking Idiot Snake Dude is the one who did it. So, like, we've got a kind of a two birds with one stone situation going. Yeah. But nah. he doesn't do that. Nah. Correct. He just bails in the night. Yes. And he was taught the song of philosophy. So he, he should know better. I feel like he hit that library about as hard as I went to my college's library. <laughs> just to get some DVDs. Yeah. Occasionally yeah. I needed to make a copy. <laughs> <laughs> so on the way, he runs into uh, some rejects from Jesus Christ Superstar. Yeah, Flowers in their hair. Jesus fucking Hippie it up out in the desert. Dirty fucking hippies. These fucking oh, hippies. God. Uh, so he finds and them. And of course, they tell him exactly where Mount Doom is. Just over to, there. But you need to... The narration says... Here's the frustrating thing about the narration, is the narration is telling you what characters in the scene are telling each yeah, other. Yeah, but I didn't want to hear any of those dirty hippies talk. <laughs> Not a damn one of them. A, everything they said probably rhymed, and B... <laughs> All of it probably followed a meter, not unlike free jazz. And that's not jazz. <laughs> but uh, the the fucking narrator says that the hippies told him that the mountain's over this way. But you should put your sword down and return to the ground and get some flowers and be a man of peace. But there'll be plenty of time to be a man of ground peace when you're dead. Yeah. So Conan shows up uh, to, you know, the temple of Thulsa Doom. He he has a brief uh, encounter. The wizard. We're forgetting the wizard. Oh, that's right. He runs. The wizard is how he gets there. Right. He right. runs into a wizard along the way, and the wizard's like, "Go here." And this is where the narration is like, "You thought I was narrating this just by chance, but nope. Here I am in the story." <laughs> yeah. And then they <laughs> look the at me go. And what a guy he is. He comes out and says, I'm going to summon some demons. And Conan laughs. And he's like, ah, you got me. I'm going to summon the demons. Yeah. He's also Why don't you sit down in my fire and have some chicken, as is your want? Ooh, so much chicken in Barbaria. <laughs> uh, and the wizard's wearing this pretty rad coat of, yeah, he's like, a pretty it's a coat. mix of, like, flowers and look, what look like burger wrappers in yeah. the air. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. real cool. He's clearly a bum. He's clearly a hobo from this world. Yeah, he's, who happens he's, to have very powerful magical abilities. He seems to be squatting on the ruins of an ancient battlefield. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but Conan says, "Hey, you got any flowers?" And he's like, "Sure." Uh, and he's like, "Cool. I'm gonna disguise myself as a dumb fucking hippie. Watch my sword. Make sure no one takes it." 
Right, so he disguises himself as a hippie. He goes to the Temple of Thulsa Doom. He uh, confronts a priest, and the priest is like, you have to give up everything. Don't be ashamed of your body. You're so well yeah, built. Yeah, we're just free here, man. Just and take then, off your clothes and just see what happens. And Conan's like, can, can I talk to you over here in private? <laughs> and dude's like... Yes. <laughs> I see no reason to be suspicious of you bulky stranger who yeah. is refusing to take part in our rituals. And here's the difference between Conan the Barbarian and every other movie where this sort of thing happens. In most movies, when this is about to happen, a guy goes, Hey, how's it going? And they walk off screen. You hear, punch, kick, and then the hero comes back wearing the bad guy's clothes. Yeah. But what happens here is we see them walk around a rock, Find a hiding place, have a two-minute conversation, yeah. then Conan finally punches him in the stomach and takes his clothes. Like, this whole movie could have been told in an hour and 20 minutes, but there's 40 minutes of just extraneous bullshit. Yeah. Well, because they had to go to an insane length to set up a classic Arnold one-liner of, so these are priest's robes. Yes, that's right. They're all I have. Punch, hit, knockout. And they're all you're ever gonna need. Which, first off, doesn't make sense. Nope. And second off, you're talking to no one, Conan. <laughs> Unless you know we, the audience, are watching you, you're speaking to no one. I'd like to revisit the earlier note that Oliver Stone wrote this movie. <laughs> well, and John Milius isn't necessarily known for his subtlety. He was the director of... Red Dawn. Nice. <laughs> but he probably isn't known for 90 minutes of extraneous bullshit. No, 20, about two hours of extraneous bullshit. Yeah, you ever seen Red Dawn? That's uh, all it is. <laughs> Did he also do uh, Total Recall or was that? No, no, that was, that's uh, Paul Verhoeven. Yeah, yeah. Nah. That's the Dutch guy. Uh, so Conan. Mr. Robocop himself. Yeah. Verhoeven. So Conan uh, starts walking his way up the temple stairs dressed as the priest. He's like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to break in. Yeah. And then and he, he keeps flashing his like a giant jade snake that he clearly stole from that priest. Yeah. Uh, at everybody as like his backstage pass. Yeah. And everyone's just like, oh, sure. Alice Cooper's right over here. Yeah. Oh, you're with the band? Yeah. Go set up. So he finally gets to the top. Then the doors open and fucking goofus and gallant. Uh, Tulsa Dooms 2 like uh, like head goons come out and then everyone's like oh and then Tulsa Doom comes out and James Earl Jones does cool actory things and he's just like one of you is not one of us yeah and then immediately they just like point to Conan yeah he's like Fidel oh that guy's Clearly a foot taller and a hundred pounds heavier than everyone else here. <laughs> yeah. That guy didn't get that way on rice. Uh, yeah. So they beat him up and the, the princess, what he's there to rescue, does some snake dance. Yes, she yeah. does. Uh, and then they bring him up to Thulsa. They, they, they tie him up down and they throw him like a little pit. And then Thulsa Doom comes down and he goes, now I've decided to talk to you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and basically he's just like, he finds out like who he is and and like Conan's like you killed my father you killed my mother you killed my people and he's yeah. like James Earl oh, Jones is yeah. like well you snuck onto my property and you stole my gem I super want it back where is it you stole fizzy lifting drinks <laughs> yeah <laughs> But so this movie, uh, I think Mark, your wife, had a very uh, prescient observation that it's boring when no one talks, and then it's even somehow more boring when they do all the talk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I believe the quote was, it was boring when no one was talking, but then people started talking and I fell asleep. Yeah. yeah. 
It is insane because James Earl Jones is objectively giving a very interesting, compelling performance. True facts. But I just have this barrier of empathy that severs my connection to this movie. <laughs> of just like, guys, come on. Yeah, so... Okay, can, we, can we just... Come on. So, uh, Thalsa Doom uh, gives him his little speech. He's like, oh, you've heard of the Riddle of Steel. Oh, okay. Well, let me tell you. Steel ain't shit. Flesh. Flesh is strong. See? And he points to one of the girls lining up, like, the little cliffside above, and he goes, you... Come down here. And she goes, okay. And then just does a <laughs> header off the clip and yeah. smashes through a giant wooden like door on the floor. And, and he goes, see? Yeah. Flesh is strong. The AI has very bad pathfinding. So you have to be very <laughs> specific with your waypoints. It's like yeah. when you get a monkey's paw. You got to be really specific with your wishes. Yeah, you got to make those real, real Because you ask for a ham sandwich and you get it, but it's a little dry. <laughs> oh no! Uh, so, uh, so Doom's like, "All right, I've had my fun with you. Crucify him uh, specifically yeah. to the him. tree of woe. Yeah. The tree of woe, which is a giant weeping willow out in the middle of a fucking desert. But like all of the, it's like a giant foliage is dropped off. But it's like fat and wide, like a bon- like a giant bonsai tree. Yeah, yeah. it's got no leaves. It's really gnarly looking. Yeah. It's clearly built out there as a set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a set tree. Yeah, it looks like something that like the Skeksis from fucking Dark Crystal would have hung around. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, but again, this is the point in that the movie reminds you that it's written by Oliver Stone because there's a whole big Jesus metaphor going okay. on with Conan. Get that yeah. crucifixion up there. Conan is crucified. He's just hanging out. It's days. You see his lips are peeling. His skin is peeling. He's red. Vultures He's start like, to pick at him. He bites back. <laughs> he straight up bites a vulture in the neck like... Like a goddamn Dracula. Yep. And it's really hard. And it spits it out. And then, yeah. It is super hard for me to take crucifixion scenes seriously. And it is all because of the Adult Swim cartoon home movies. <laughs> because there's a scene where a very drunk Coach McGurk is in the library with Brendan. And he keeps being really loud. And the librarian keeps shushing him. And he says... Oh my god, I talked in a library. Why don't you crucify me? <laughs> so that's all I can think of when I see someone like being nailed to a tree. It's just like, oh, just fucking crucify me. Drunk McGurk. <laughs> oh, so good. Yeah. If you like Archer, check out Coach McGurk from oh, movies. Oh, yeah. No, the original H. John Benjamin. Oh, oh, so good. Well, the original original is uh, Benjamin Katz. and Dr. Katz, ah, professional therapist fair. in Squiggle Vision. Mm. Which uh, just got revived on, I think, Audible as yeah, like a, as like a podcast, podcast series. Yeah. Oh, nice. And it's very funny because one of the first things that John H. Benjamin says is, so am I still living with you, Dr. Katz? Or, like, have we moved on from that? Is Lovett still Dr. Katz? In no, it's, uh, it's Dr. Jonathan Katz. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was always his show. You're thinking The Critic. I am. Yeah. With Jay Sherman. You are correct. Bye-bye book. had a very shitty internet revival where it was like a Flash cartoon. Oh, so bad. It was bad. just Whoa. terrible. It was real bad. This was back when Adam Films was still a thing. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, okay. Adam Films. Yeesh. I remember not Adam having... Adam Films and iFilm. For Adam Films, I remember not having good enough internet connection to, to ever watch anything on it. And I was really disappointed because they had... Uh, George Lucas in Love, yep. the parody short film where it's George Lucas on campus, like bumbling around writing Star Wars. 
But thankfully, eventually, my Blockbuster got, like, a DVD screener copy of it. For whatever reason, George Lucas eventually allowed that movie to get distributed. He is, like, for all the complaints that you have about, like, the iron grip that he kept on Lucasfilm when he was in charge of it, of, like, only letting out certain prints of Star Wars and all that stuff... He was super okay with like fan films and as like, long as yeah, as long as nobody tried shit. to make a profit yeah. off of anything, he was super cool with it. Yeah, he actually there was like the, I remember a couple years like they did uh, like it was Adam Films I think had like a fan film like contest. Yeah, that's where you got like Troopers, that. the parody yeah. of Cops, but with Stormtroopers, right? Or Crazy Wattos and all yeah. sorts of stuff like that. Um, you got three robot chicken specials. Yeah, mm. and three Family Guy specials. <laughs> Yeah. Every time, every time I've told somebody like I don't like Family Guy, they're like, "But you like the Star Wars ones, right?" Like, even if you don't like Family Guy, you like that because it's Star Wars. No, because fucking Glenn Quagmire in the very first line of dialogue is just like, "They're boarding the ship. I hope they don't try a rear entrance." Like, all right, that work harder. I <laughs> spend more than five minutes on your script, please. I also don't like Family Guy, but I will say that the one where all of the uh, cast from Star Trek The Next Generation shows up is actually pretty rad. That's the thing. Whenever it, whenever it has clearly been written by a new writer or like a freelance writer. Whenever Somebody it, who isn't Seth MacFarlane. Yeah, whenever it feels like it wasn't a product of that writer's room, it can get some pretty good episodes. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, even when, like, when it first started... Like years ago, like it was okay, and then it just can- then it was canceled, and then it came back, and it was the version of it that came back was just like slightly mutated. Like yeah, when well, they, it's, it's the like, fuck you bitter version. Yeah. Well, like when they took it out of the uncancellation machine, like they didn't know there was a fucking fly in there, yeah. and it came out all Cronenberged up. Oh, fucked up, yeah. Because uh, the only joke I can think of that like I laughed at post cancellation and then coming back. Was and again, it was one of those stupid cutaway gags. But it was just they're in the grocery store, and Chris reaches for a, a thing of milk, oh, and, and he, he pulls turns the milk, into the music and then I, video, yeah, like, yeah. A, 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 like oh. animated hand comes out, and it pulls him into the like take on me video. Yeah, and I was thing, like, yeah. okay, that was that was fun. It's it has nothing to do with the plot, but yeah. okay. Well, the big problem with post cancellation Family Guy is they clearly had five jokes piled up from when they were canceled that they were like, oh, I wish we could do these. So they did those five jokes. Over and over and over again Gosh, until many, they were unbearable. How many times can Peter fight this chicken? And yeah. how long can it be? Yeah. And like the first time he falls down and hurts his shin is hilarious. But then when it happens again in two episodes, and then again in three episodes, yeah. and then again in three more episodes. Yeah. And it's just like, all right. It's fucking stupid. Let's You're just a say one it. trick pony. So Conan, <laughs> yeah. So we're back to Conan. So we're, Conan, are we still on that so, tree? Yeah. So Conan's on the tree. He snaps a fucking vulture's neck with his mouth and spits it out. And then in the distance, he sees a rider coming for him and starts laughing maniacally. Uh, and his buddy Sobatai shows up yeah. with Valerian. They they cut him down and they they bring the wizard to him. And the wizard's like, all right, I'll try and help him, but like... First we gotta write dick on his forehead in Sharpie (laughs) in 17 billion languages. True facts. Yeah, they cover him up in like, uh, like, 
ancient Sumerian like I don't know those are like, squiggly lines yeah. man here's the insane it looks like thing the right, honestly it looks like the writing in the uh, in the Necronomicon in the <laughs> Evil Dead movies yeah, yeah sure but like uh, most of the runes are black and you see him dipping his quill in a, like a black ink but then like every 19th rune is just red yeah, yeah. well so that's where they he... ran out of regular henna and had to go to the cheap stuff <laughs> right but like did he do the red ones first and then work around or did he just have to switch quills whenever he got to like <laughs> oh shit we gotta switch to red for this one that's a good question yeah, only know. the wizard knows John the w- w- wizard so they 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 draw on him they put him to sleep they're like alright well that's it uh, yeah instead of trying to give him like food and water and warmth yeah. to recover they're that's like they just not stare at wizards <laughs> work they just stare at him under the hot sun yep until there. it becomes nighttime the sky turns revved a bunch of boob ghosts come out to try to take conan yeah, yeah. And, uh, a bunch of animated fought. boob ghosts show and, up and uh, valeria is if you want him, come and take him. Stab, 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 stab. Like, stabs the ghosts? Which yeah. I think yeah, is the like thing you can punches do. punches the fuck out of those ghosts. I mean, if a ghost was coming at me, I'd stab it. Yeah. I think I would try try, try and make friends. Nah, I'm stabbing but then, ghosts. But then what if it went, shh, and turned from a lady ghost into a monster ghost? Oh, then I'd ah! run out of the library with my hands over my head going, Nah, man. Stab that ghost. And then I would turn to my best friends and say, that was amazing. We got a full corporeal ghost in there. We should start a business. (laughs) I'll sell my house. (laughs) Uh, So, uh, yeah. They, they, They punch away the ghosts. Conan wakes up and then is immediately back to full health yeah. after a shower to wash off all the Sumerian all the, dick riding on yeah, his head. He, uh, he swings his sword at the beach for a hot second, which is that that scene that I'm sure everyone has seen in like a gift form. Sure. Yeah. And then he's like, "All right, let's go rescue this fucking princess. Let's do it." And they they put on they put on black and white. Uh, fucking Raiders colors. Damn right. Camouflage. Gotta like get ready. Gonna go, like they're gonna go hang out with the was the Legion of Doom. Yeah. <laughs> Which makes no sense because none of the environments that they're attempting to blend into for their stealth mission have the colors black or white it's in them. It's about prime poise, John. <laughs> it's about a commitment to excellence. That's all good Raiders jokes that are lost on you, sir. It's about it's about Al Davis only drafting fast guys. Yeah, not, real fast guys. But not good guys. Yeah, they don't have to be football players. They just have to be able to run. Oh, so we're not talking about Raiders of the Lost Ark. We're Ooh. talking about some kind of a sports t- uh, team. Yeah. Right. I'm gonna talking- guess. I'm gonna guess that it is lacrosse. Ooh, Ooh, close. Because you want fast guys on lacrosse. Yeah, no. Think lacrosse, but more violent. Oh, hockey. Ooh, no skates. Oh, uh, pond hockey? Roller pond hockey? (laughs) Yeah. No sticks. Oh, uh, handball. Oh, okay. Close. Add pads and a helmet. Ooh, competitive juggling. That's it. <laughs> you know the, that is what the Raiders did for most of the late eighties. The people Oakland go, people go see this. Yeah, you know. The, well, briefly they had Bo Jackson, and that guy could juggle. Ooh, he did all the sports. Yeah, yeah he had right. like ten balls at once. Yeah, the Oakland, then Los Angeles, then Oakland, now soon to be Vegas, soon to be Vegas Raiders. Uh, <laughs> only if they play Viva Las Vegas at I'm gonna say the seventh inning stretch. That's not how it works. No, it's the John. the third quarter 
I don't know. I got nothing. I can't even go off Oh, the third half. Yeah, we got it. They get into the cave, and it's all red in there, so we know that they got silver and black because clearly the Doom folks are Chiefs fans. That's right. Damn dirty Kansas City. Fucking Marcus Allen and shit. (laughs) Right, yeah. And second-rate Joe Montana? Come on. (laughs) So they punch their way through a bunch of goons, uh, and then they find themselves... Well, the goons are making soup. That's right, that's right. People soup. They're making people soup. They've got uh, dried gutted carcasses of humans like dangling upside down and they got like a big cauldron of soup that they jauntily march over into the soup is also smoking yeah, yeah. like there's big plumes of dry ice fog and coming off this it soup. is so what soup. Pepto-Bismol would be if Pepto-Bismol were green it's, and if it were people yeah. and if it were people and snakes yeah Guys, is this where Soylent Green got its plot from? No. Charlton Heston was just in the theater watching Conan, and he was like, ah, what a fucking piece of shit this movie is. I like the green soup that was people, though. (laughs) We should really dig into that. Only if he went back back in time after that. Right, yeah. Yeah, you're telling me he didn't? Yes, I am telling you he did not. Well, then, some of us believe in the truth, and some of us don't, I guess. Fact. I wouldn't give Charlton Heston that much credit. No, Charlton Heston definitely had a time machine. Correct. How do you think he was so behind his times politically? Yeah, oh, and how do you point. think he got all the way to that future with them apes? That's true. Oh, I, I forgot about the ape future. Yep. Yeah. Yep, he was yep, whipping yep. all around, man. He was in the planet. He was beneath the planet. He was inside the planet. He was Moses. Correct. Yeah. Which also means he was an inhabited of fictional Earth. And Ben-Hur, right? Yes, Ben Hur. Yes, he was not Spartacus. That was uh, Kirk Douglas. That's Kirk Douglas. Yeah, but I believe he is Ben Hur. Yeah. So, anyways, anyway, Conan uh, and crew watch the soup get taken into uh, the biggest snake cult fuck orgy I've ever seen. Just a bunch of naked, writhing bodies. Yeah. Uh, So it's clearly a Craigslist orgy. Oh, for sure. Like this was clearly like I don't know. Just we're in a new town. Just put out the call and see who shows up. Make sure you bring your STI results and you're good to go. So the snake call orgy is going on. They start serving up dot bowls of soup. <laughs> One person eats it excitedly. Yeah. yeah. Well, she's taking it to the others. She's taking it to the max. Yeah. She's taking it to the streets. Hell yeah. Taking it to the streets. Taking it to the streets. Taking it to the streets. There's that weird DVD release of Metropolis where they got like fucking Duran Duran to do the music for it. Oh. Can we do that with Conan? That is beautiful. Oh, no, no, no. I know what you're talking about. And it's someone less than Duran Duran. Oh, buddy. Uh, Who could be less than Duran Duran? Duran Duran. So many Duran Duran? Yeah, you know. The Duran There we go. Rhymes. We nailed it. Not bad. Could have been White Snake. <laughs> yeah, exactly. White Snake was the poor man's deep purple. Fuck yeah. Oh, but here's the, uh, I I got to say I Caitlin and I went on our honeymoon to Europe because we're very continental folk. Oh, and, and you saw White classy. Snake? We saw a poster for a concert in Prague that was Def Leppard and White Snake. Fuck yeah. And then right? you went? I wanted so badly, oh. but it was going to be after we left. I oh, tried. I begged and pleaded that we stay an Come extra on. week to see Def Leppard and White Snake. Yeah. Uh, it was Giorgio Moroder. Nice. <laughs> who did the music for it, along with, with vocals from some songs from Adam Ant and Freddie Mercury. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Double whammy. Back when Freddie Mercury would have just said yes to anything. Yeah, Cocaine's a hell of a drug. Cocaine, yeah. <laughs> 
So Conan, uh, uh, they, 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 they break up the orgy by start stabbing people. By uh, and lighting fires. And lighting fires. Meanwhile, just before all that goes on, we see James Earl Jones like kind of just presiding over the orgy and slowly turning into just a giant snake. And then he just crawls out of right. the room. It's a thing that has no bearing on the action of the film, goes unremarked upon. Right. And will never come up again. Correct. Nope. He just turns into a big old snake and crawls away. Conan and crew fight their way through. Uh, Conan they rescue has a, the princess. Yeah, they have a, he, Conan has like a brief well, like... she wants to be there, so technically they kidnap the princess. Technically, Valeria kidnaps the princess. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Conan throws over the big cauldron of soup that's got all the people parts in it. Right. Yeah, and then uh, he gets into a fight with Thorgrim. With the and, two goons. Yeah, yeah Thorgrim and Rexor. Uh, yeah, mustache and mallet is what yeah, we're gonna call them yeah, from yeah. now on. Uh, so they fight their way through mustache Higher and mallet. Goons. Uh, one uh, of them... Mustache does have a double axe. Yeah. Yes, it's like an not... axe on top of an yeah, axe. Yeah, it's not like an axe with a blade on both ends. It is a double bladed axe, and then beneath it, another double bladed axe. Yeah. So there's four axe heads. Yeah, it's like that guitar. What's two guitars? <laughs> yes. But with axes. And he is very bad at using it. Well, and nothing cool happens. Well, because or... they're all played by stuntmen who are clearly also bodybuilders and don't have the mobility to flex their arms in ways to yeah. make swinging weapons feasible. The only person with the actual physical grace of a modern movie is Valeria. Yeah, yeah. She's actually really great. Uh, so they fight their way out. Uh, they escape. On their way out, Thulsa Doom watches them like leave and he picks up a snake and he goes, Seek. And then he straightens the snake out. Yeah, he snaps it like a metal bracelet to get it to go straight out. And then he uses it, he puts it in a fucking bow, and shoots it right to her side. And not only does it go into her side, it goes all the way through. And, like, remains rigid. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And so they, they finally, like, they pull over to the side of the road, get off their horses... Conan pulls out the snake and immediately goes limp, limp in his hands. It's back to being a snake. Throws it away. Uh, and she's just like, hold me. Kiss me. They start kissing. And yeah, she's, she's like, like, I'm so cold. I want my last breath to be in your mouth. Which is not how kissing works. Yeah. <laughs> Oliver Stone. And also, she keeps having like a lot of false deaths of just like, remember me. Uh, and, and, and you. Uh, also. I love. Uh, you remember the Titans and Conan the whole time is just like, is this the last one? When I just I I just don't know when to put my mouth on your mouth. I need to put my mouth on your mouth. <laughs> I need your last breath. What? You, you need to give me some kind of a signal here. Uh, then she dies. He's now very upset. Yeah. So he makes her a bitchin' funeral pyre. Yes. Correct. Sets her on fire. Her body begins to explode. <laughs> Valeria was made entirely of M80s. Correct. <laughs> Uh, and then they get the wizard there, and they get together, and they're now preparing for, like, battle. Yeah. And, like, they set up, like, a bunch of, like, you, like they dig in, like, sp- spikes and stuff. A bunch of trap. Yeah. yeah. There's a mm-hmm. mammoth tusk that has yeah, been tied of, to, like, a bamboo shaft. It's more like a bunch of predator traps. Yeah, yeah, yeah There's a shitload of sharpened sticks. And then uh, Conan, the morning of the battle, looks up to the sky, and he, he says, Kram, I have never prayed to you before. I don't have the tongue for it. Which is insane. Like, what are you talking about, you nutcase? Yeah. Also, Crumb lives in the earth. Look down. Also, you believe you saw his corpse. Yep. <laughs> 
And then he says, all that matters is that two stood against many. And if you do not help us today, then to hell with you! Which is another thing that comes up a lot in this movie, that every religion is a smorgasbord of all religions, because he's explaining to his thief buddy of just like, I will be, when I die, I go to the earth, and I will be in front of Kram, and I'll have to answer the riddle of the steel. And if I can't, I'll be cast out of Valhalla, and I'll go to hell! So, like, all right, what? The, <laughs> I guess the Kronos myth mixed with, like, uh, the Sphinx with the riddle portion? With a little touch oh Nordic. Right, but there's Nordic, but then there's also just hell, just the Christian conception of okay. hell. To be fair, no to be fair, Nordic hell is also hell. You it's can just hear, spelled with one L. I was going to say, you can hear the second L. <laughs> yeah. And also, anytime someone has to pray, they assume the Christian folded hands and are on sure. bended knees. That's right. It's just, and also the, the, uh, I guess James Earl Jones is technically Sep? Set. Yes. I don't know. Yeah, he's the Egyptian snake god, Set. Why he is in Kazakhstan with all of these people, I do not know. Buddy, no, it's Kazakh Doom. It's, it's got it's the Kazakh crack Doom. of Doom yeah. in Mordor. <laughs> You're absolutely right. So uh, he, he tells Krom to go fuck himself if he won't help me, and the battle begins... Uh, and this is legitimately like one of only like a few battle scenes in the movie. Yeah. Uh, but it's pretty epic. Uh, Here's the great thing about all the battle scenes in Conan is it's all melee combat, but every stuntman still has squibs in their blood pouch. Yeah. So there's a lot of like, I'm going to tap you on the shoulder with my sword and your blood's going to explode. Yeah. yeah. Conan takes the first couple of guys out in a horse by swinging a giant comically oversized like yeah. axe into their guts knocking them off horses, and they uh, begin fighting all these goons and stuff like that. It's pretty rad. Uh, uh, the guy gets a couple of sneaky archery shots in. Yeah, yeah he he's got a ring shot. of like 20 arrows. He takes like three with him and yeah. then like kills like three guys and is like, oh, I'm out. And throws the bow. See ya! Throw the bow and run. Well, uh, the wizard lures. kills one guy with, yeah. a, with a spear. With a spear. And then falls on his back and can't get up. Yeah, because yeah. his helmet's too big for his head. It's so ridiculous. Funny. But then they like they do that weird like uh, Star Wars thing where Mark Hamill's like, I got one, yay! Of like celebrating murder. Yeah. Yeah. Where he's like, that's how you kill people with spears? I did it! Mm. You sure did, buddy. I'm so proud. Yeah. And then they fuck off and run out to nowhere. Conan finally comes against Mallet and Stash. Yeah. Uh, and has a, a... Mallet goes for the uh, decoy helmet and takes the mammoth tusk trap right dead in the chest. It's so cool. Oh, man. Uh, and then uh, Stash just charges at Conan. Yeah. Uh, Conan dispatches him pretty quickly in some close quarters sword fight. Well, no, he gets because he, he's uh, Conan is on the ropes at this point with this fight, and then divine intervention because Krom has answered That's his right. prayers, and his and prayers sa- are answered in the form of Valeria. Valeria, I guess, is a nine harrier at this point. Yeah, she's, she's like, like just glittering. a Valkyrie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's a Valkyrie. She comes back and cuts him like right over the eyes. Yeah. So that Stash can't see. And then she and says, that's when Conan do you want to live forever? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I do. But she disappeared. Yeah. yeah. So he kills Stash. And James Earl Jones runs like a bitch. Well, no, first, because he sees the princess, what got kidnapped, what that he kidnapped that got kidnapped back. And he's yeah. like, can't have this princess going around telling all my secrets. So he he takes out another <laughs> snake, snake arrow. <laughs> 
fires it at her. But luckily, uh, what's his name? Uh, Conan does a bodyguard jump. Nah, it's uh, what's his name? Sabotage. Oh, yeah, the wizard. Yeah. yeah, he gets out in front and shield blocks it. And then James Earl Jones is like, well, you know what? There's no shame in trying your best. Goodbye. Peace. And she's like, father, no, come back. Wait, don't leave me here. But she answered her own question. Yep. Father, no, come back. No. Uh, so I guess that breaks the like weird snake charm spell, uh, but Conan still has some unfinished business. Yeah. And it comes to Thulsa Doom like back at his temple. It's nighttime, and he's standing in front of the congregation. And yeah. everyone's got candles, and he's just like, we're going to set the world on fire. Bunch of white people in white uh, hoods and white <laughs> sheets holding <laughs> candles. I thought that some of them are in black robes. Yeah, they're the grand wizards. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways yeah. Thanks, uh, movie. Conan sneaks up behind Thulsa Doom and, and Thulsa Doom is just kind of like my son yeah he's like well this works in the last movie uh, Obi-Wan never told you what happened <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right yeah and he's like no I don't know who that is I saw you kill my mother I was holding a hand while you cut her head off chop on neck <laughs> chop on neck again cut head off drop body downstairs throw head downstairs made this... out of coconuts clinkity clink clinkity clink 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 now this really demoralizes the congregation yeah. so they start uh, throwing their candles into the fountain yeah. to go presumably uh, finish their GEDs and get jobs yeah. one hopes goddamn hippies <laughs> in, a, in a scene for fuck's sake they get, scene, they Get rid of all their patchouli. Go to community college. <laughs> and it's a scene that could have been like 40 seconds. It's so And it's like forever. 10 minutes oh. of like people slowly going, oh, drop, splash. <laughs> all right, Ernie, your turn. <laughs> and then Conan. Oh, my turn. Excuse me. Oh, drop. Like, you know what? Theo, Splash. You go. It's please, important you go to next. note that Conan gets bored, sits down, and zones out. <laughs> because the next yeah. scene is him looking down and realizing that no one's still there. And then he gets up and decides he should do something. So he walks down the stairs. He picks up one of them spinning uh, scent balls that they have in churches. Yeah. yeah I the can't remember what you call to, those uh, things. To, yeah, the, to spook the incense, away the ghosts. Yeah, your incense flails. Yeah. Your incense and peppermints. Yeah. And yeah. he swings it around like a fucking hammer toss, launches it up at the temple where it ineffectually clinks against the wall. Right. Which is insane because this is a movie and you could have made it look cool. Yeah, you could have. <laughs> but instead, he throws it up there in the pitch black night sky and we cut to dawn breaking and the fire has finally started to overtake <laughs> the thing. There's like 10 cutaways between Schwarzenegger's face, temple. Schwarzenegger's face, temple, tiny bit of fire. Yeah. Schwarzenegger's face, Fire, little bigger. Schwarzenegger's face, ooh, now there's lots of fire. Schwarzenegger's face, still the same amount of fire. <laughs> Schwarzenegger's face, all right, now it's all burned up. And it takes so long. Yeah, forever. But we then cut to the most exciting way for a movie to possibly end. Our main character is very old, sitting on a chair, in a room full of smoke where a bunch of text pops up. Fuck, give me some of that text. And the text is basically just like, so that's how Conan won this war. There were other wars, but that's a different story. Peace! C credits! Yep. And that's the end of Conan the Barbarian. And we'll be back in just a minute with the bullet points. Ow! 
and our very first bullet point is body count. Body counts. Patrick, what do you think the body count of Conan the Barbarian was? Uh, I'm going to go with 28. All right, John. What do you think the body count of Conan the Barbarian is? Do coyotes count? Sure. Do snakes count? Yes. Whoa! (laughs) I'm going to say 53. Ooh. All right. Okay. Playing by Price is Right rules. John, you were the winner. What? The actual body count was 114. What? (laughs) Hey, man, remember the montage of Conan killing like 30 people in the gladiatorial combat? They did kill a lot of people. And they did kill a lot of people in that town fight in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. And then there was also the scene where uh, 50 guys stormed Conan's stone fingy mountain and he killed all of them. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 114. Damn. Right. I'll, uh, I'll be by to collect the trophy from your apartment. Yeah, yeah, you get it for this two weeks. Yep. And then I drink out of it. Yeah. Uh, so that's going to take us to our next bullet point. Best kill. Best kill. John, what do you think the best kill in Conan the Barbarian was? <clears throat> Boy, that's an interesting question. Most of the kills were the same. <laughs> I, I, I think... I'm gonna go with the uh, Conan's dad's death because it's really Gnarly. three deaths. Because he gets an axe thrown in his back and he gets a sword cut to his chest. Then he gets attacked by dogs. Yeah, that's pretty. Gnarly. It's pretty good. All while Conan and Conan's mom just sort of expressionlessly watch. Yeah. Well, uh, instead of doing anything else like helping or, or running. running. Yeah. <laughs> Both of which would have been acceptable in the raid that was going on in your village. Sure. Mm. Patrick, best kill. Uh, I'm actually going to go with the death of Conan's mom. <laughs> because I really wasn't sure what was going to happen when James Earl Jones slowly turned away from her. But I did not see spin move head off. And I did like how her head comes clean off and she just falls away from him. Like, yeah. Conan cuts her head off like a samurai's cut off like the leg of a chair. And it's meant to be very poignant because we are the the camera has framed baby Conan holding onto his mother's arm, and you just see the head fall from out of frame and the body drops out of frame, but he is still like grasping at the air. Yeah. But all it made me think is like, wait, was was his ma a ghost the whole time? Ghost. It's also a little hilarious when the head falls out from out of frame. Yeah. Well, because it's very clear that the head that falls out of frame is a cantaloupe with a wig. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mark, best kill. Uh, I gotta go for the vulture that Conan bites. <laughs> That's a good one. Because the vulture starts chewing at like a wound on his chest and eating it. And Conan like comes back to life just to bite this vulture in its neck and snaps its goddamn neck with his mouth yeah. and then spits it out. 20 feet in front of him where it rolls down a hill and then goes and spits feathers out of his mouth. It's real funny. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a death, but it has got a joke after it, so it's okay. (laughs) I like those. I like those. So that's going to take us to our next bullet point. Now, because this takes place in an age in a world where uh, the, the... War crimes didn't exist. Geneva does not exist, let alone the conventions therein. It's time for a brand new bullet point. 
Favorite soda! Favorite soda? ICB cream soda. Ooh. You throw a little bit of vanilla ice cream in there to get a float going, buddy. Don't get much better than that. Mm. That's a good one. I like that. It's IBC. real solid, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I like that one because it's good cold and it's also good at my preferred serving of soda, which is room temperature and flat, please. <laughs> Disgusting. In fact, just give me the syrup. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, you're a goddamn monster. Yep. Oh, that's my war cry. Yeah, definitely. Patrick, favorite soda? Oh, you know, I hate to say it, but I've always been a Dr. Pepper man. Really? Yeah, they got like Heinz amounts of spices in that Dr. <laughs> yeah, Pepper. Yeah, there's what, like 27, 27 or something? 27? Yeah. yeah, and I'm sure eight of them are ass. But sure. one of them is definitely cherry. Yeah, none of them are pepper. Correct. Well, Pepper was the doctor, not the flavor. That's he couldn't fair. help that. <laughs> he made that, that soda fault. to help people, Patrick. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, yes, it yeah. does. The, yeah, the drink is actually Dr. Pepper's soda. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If Dr. Pepper comes and wants a soda back, you gotta give it to him. Nah, doing nothing for him. I always preferred Mr. Pibb to, to no, Dr. Pibb. No, that is blasphemy. Mr. No. Pibb is garbage. No, Mr. Pibb was so much better. No. And I preferred that. And I, I appreciated that Mr. Pibb didn't need to like put on airs and pretend to be a doctor. <laughs> no, fuck Mr. Oh, Pibb was a man of the people. Mr. Wait. Pibb had no credentials and no business selling his pond water to people. Mr. Pibb lives in Florida. Call me Pibsky. <laughs> no, I also won't do that. Pibsky. Mr. Pib over Dr. Pepper? That's like saying Barks is better than A&W. Ooh, you know what, though? No! Kinda no! <laughs> it's not true! It doesn't even have bite! There's no caffeine in it! You guys ever have a... No, uh, no root beer has caffeine in it. No, one of them does, but I don't remember which oh, one. Maybe fucking mug. I think it's mug. I think it's mug. Because yeah. mug is just sugar. Correct. I, I will agree with you that A&W beats Barks, but they're both better than Mug. But yeah. I also, A&W Birch Beer, I think, is better than their Ooh, root beer. Yeah, sure, sure. I do love a good yeah. Birch Beer, yeah. Birch and here's beer. the thing. When it comes to A&W v. Barks, out of the can, I'm going Barks. Out of a tap, I'm going A&W. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, A&W is practically as good as beer out of the tap. Sure. sure. Yeah, it's yeah, very yeah. Practically. Practically. Not right, out right, of, right. Yeah, it doesn't have that, that little something. Mark, favorite soda. I'm going to go with a... A little, a little dark horse. I'm not gonna go with one of your fucking brand name oh, yeah. things here. I'm Rasta. going with a little no, Rasta. Yeah. Do you mean about Shasta? The... Yes. Ooh, he's gonna tell us his favorite Jones or whatever. <laughs> no, it's sucks. a drink called Coco Fizz. <laughs> <laughs> I think I can reverse engineer where this is going, but please do tell what is I've Coco only, Fizz. I've only ever seen it at Cost Plus World Market. <laughs> uh, and it is, I believe, made by the Rocky Mountain Candy Company. It is a chocolate-flavored soda uh, that oh. is only good ice cold. Because the minute it goes warm, it you can begin to taste all the chocolate like flavor components separating. Yeah. <laughs> but ice cold, it's great. It's like drinking a Tootsie Roll. It's Ooh. so all good. Right, right. Now, on its face, a chocolate soda does sound pretty bad. But when I worked at Wendy's, we would mix uh, Frosty with Diet Coke. 
Okay. Because yeah. the aspartame mixes with the sugar and chocolate in the frosting in see such that. a way that it just makes an amazing drink. I it should that. be noted that as of yet, science has found nothing that a frosty doesn't go with, though. That's true. Here's the thing. You dip a chicken nugget in that Frosty, otherwise you're a fucking cop. The fries go in the Frosty. Hell yeah. The Junior McBacon double goes in there. That's the biggest bummer of Wendy's right now is ever since they re... Like, change, they changed their fries to, like, the skin-on, like, russet... Yeah, yeah. they're like they're, wedges they're, now. Well, yeah. they're, not, they're not as big as the old Wendy's fries. They're not yeah. as sturdy as the old right. Wendy's fries. You can't dip anymore. You yeah. have to, like... Spoon, spoon out, out some frosty, yeah. put your fry on Ugh. top of it, and eat it. It's a whole big thing. I hate, it's like they don't want us to have fun. <laughs> I, I, I hate when companies don't know why I like their products. But here's the problem. <laughs> Wendy's is well aware of that shit. I know. They, they used to run commercials. They're like, yeah, dip your fucking fries in the frosty. Oh, That's yeah. what it's there for. <laughs> Idiots. Now I'm going to change the fries. Idiots. <laughs> I'm Dave Thomas, and fuck you. I never finished high school. (laughs) No, but he did run a really successful set of KFCs. That's true. That's true. Yep, yep, yep. So uh, that's going to take us to our final bullet point. Is this an action movie? Is this an action movie? Patrick, is Conan the Barbarian an action movie? That's a really difficult question, because there's so much staring. (laughs) <laughs> there is a lot of longing stares. I, I'm going to go with yes, because I don't think that anything else technically happens or could possibly qualify for a genre. John, is Conan the Barbarian an action movie? So there's two answers. There's the one answer, which is if you've only ever seen Terrence Malick movies in your life, yes, yeah. Conan is an action <laughs> movie. <laughs> If you're like a sane, normal person who has like non-garbage taste, I really don't think so. I, I think it's it's closer to an adventure movie without really understanding what makes an adventure movie entertaining. Like it has the airs of like, we want this to be like an elevated Oscar kind of movie, but whoopsie. We have no means to accomplish that. So maybe if we make everything real slow and boring, we'll maybe like trick some yeah, we can art it up a yeah. little pretension bit. out of this. Yeah. That's fair. I say though, if you take out the action sequences, this thing's a painting. Correct. <laughs> I say if you only watch the action sequences in this, not good enough. Yeah, that's also you know? true though. It that's does, also true. It absolutely does not stand upon its action sequences. I don't know. Yeah. It's weirdly enjoyable as like, because I was first introduced to this movie when sci-fi got the rights sure, to, to broadcast. Sure. So this movie fucking rules when you're 13 and you're pretty sure you're not supposed to be watching it and there's commercials to distract you from the terrible pacing. Right? Yeah. That's the way to see this movie. Also, it's a good way for TNT to break up all those Smokey and the Bandits on Saturday. <laughs> True. Yeah. True. Mark, is this an action movie? I am going to agree with John and say no, I don't think it is. I think it is more, uh, if anything, an adventure movie. But really, I think it's just a pageant. Yeah. yeah. I think they spent a lot of money on costumes and swords and stuff like that. 
Uh, and they just wanted to show them off. Yeah. Yeah. And the music itself kind of bears that out. Again, the music in the movie isn't particularly thrilling. Mm-hmm. It doesn't add anything to any of the action scenes. In fact, in a lot of times, it seems incongruous to the action um, and not in like a cool like, oh, we'll play like an ironic song over the action so it seems more fun. Yeah. It's just like they made the music and they made the movie and then at the very end they just like smashed them into each other <laughs> and no one knew what was happening. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to say no, I don't think it's an action movie. I think the action in the movie is for the most part fairly well done. Um, especially for the time. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, not an action movie. So that's going to take us to the end here. Final thoughts, final reviews of Conan the Barbarian. John. Uh, it turns out that the riddle of the steel is that, but doctor, I am the steel. Patrick. I'm going to give it one double axe out of one quadruple axe. Mark. Uh, I am going to give this movie one broken vulture's neck out of one punched camel's face. Oh, that Pamble <laughs> does get punched. Yeah. Damn, that's brilliant. I should have picked that for my best yeah, kill. That but camel I don't does know not it, die. Uh, yeah, that camel gets back yeah, up. Yeah, I think that camel does get back that's up. That's the problem. Nah, a camel can take a punch. Oh, yeah. Camel's like a kangaroo. They're sturdy animals. Oh, very. They gotta be. Yeah. Although, fuck camels with only one hump. I'm a two-hump camel man. I would like to be an animal that mostly just wanders around and spits all the time. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that ain't too different from what you got going on now Patrick you're not wrong <laughs> you're not wrong except right now every time I want to spit on the sidewalk my wife's all like gross but if I was a camel she'd spit too yeah <laughs> yeah so that's gonna do it for this episode of Body Counts and Beer I'm Mark Rosenthal I'm Patrick Bromley I am still Jonathan Rooney Taylor and we'll see you next time goodbye Body Counts and Beer is Patrick the Eraser Bromley John, Collateral Damage, Rooney Taylor, and Mark, Hercules in New York, Rosenthal. Please subscribe to us on uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, I don't know, wherever you get your podcasts, and leave us a rating and review. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at BodyCountCast, or email us about literally anything at BodyCountsAndBeer at gmail.com.